trial of Steve Bannon set to commence in less than one week's time. What's going to happen? What do you need to look for? Stay tuned because we've got all the information. But first, I want to let you guys know there are still a few tickets, not many, but a few tickets left for the biggest celebration this summer. We've got President Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis on the same stage down where it's all taking place, Tampa, Florida, the Student Action Summit Turning Point USA. Use promo code POSO for 25% off. That's all caps, by the way. The tickets are available, tbosa.com slash sass. Once they are gone, they are gone. Link in the description. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is July 12th, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's top headlines, a judge has ordered in D.C., Steve Bannon's trial to commence next Monday for refusing to speak to Pelosi's January 6th committee. We will have the full coverage next. A robbery and shooting spree at six California 7-Elevens on 7-Eleven. It was Slurpee Day. Third, Chinese citizens, the Lao Beijing, beaten by state police after storming banks over frozen assets, the run of the banks in China. And then finally, debunked the viral story of a 10-year-old girl crossing state lines for an abortion from Ohio is called into question. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Freedom of speech. They got their opinions. We have our opinions. Okay? Hang on. They have their opinions. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the misdemeanor from hell for Merrick Garland, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden. Joe Biden ordered Merrick Garland to prosecute me from the White House lawn when he got off Marine One. And we're going to do, we're going to go on the offense. We're tired of playing defense. We're going to go on the offense on this and stand by. They, by the way, by the way, by the way, you should understand Nancy Pelosi is taking on Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. She ought to ask Hillary Clinton how that turned out for them, okay? We're going on the offense. So it's pretty clear what's going on here. A judge in D.C. has not only ruled that Steve Bannon's trial will commence next Monday, so this this Monday coming up, voir dire, that's jury selection, will begin on Monday the 17th, followed by the actual opening of the formal trial on on Tuesday the next day. The trial of Steve Bannon is a show trial. We now have show committees. That's what the January 6th committee is, and everyone understands that, that are issuing show subpoenas that are now being prosecuted in show trials in kangaroo courts. Because we know what's going to happen here. This is a D.C. jury, the same D.C. jury pool that just acquitted the FBI lawyer who we know, or excuse me, the lawyer for the Clinton campaign, who we know lied to the FBI. We have it in writing, but they acquitted him because they said it doesn't. One of the jurors later said in that case, it doesn't matter what he said. There's more important things out there. But like I said yesterday, if your name is Steve Bannon, if your name is Donald Trump, if your name is Michael Flynn, if your name is Paul Manafort and you come into the D.C. area, it doesn't matter. They are going to find you guilty as charged because it is political. Now, we'll see what happens. And I'm going to tell you right now, Human Events Daily is going to cover this story like no one else. We are going to be your home for this trial. Now, it is a misdemeanor trial. Two counts, two misdemeanors of contempt of Congress. Human Events Daily is going to cover this inside and out the same exact way that we cover the Rittenhouse trial, the same way we cover the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. We're going to give you, right? The hard and dirty facts, we are not going to mince words, and we're going to tell you the truth. Steve is a very high bar here. 
his chances of being convicted in this are very high. It's just a misdemeanor. And it's also a misdemeanor that's hardly ever charged. So the judge is going to have to look at the fact that no one's been charged and convicted with with this thing in something like 50 years. We had to go back to the archives, right? The Human Events Daily crack research team went all the way back to the archives. Last guy convicted of this, G. Gordon Liddy, during the Watergate situation, which was all actually about honeypot operation. But that's a story from perhaps a special podcast. We'll bring James Rosen on or something like that. But getting back to Bannon. The other thing that the judge did in this case was they took away the question, the potential defense that Bannon was, and his team was going to bring about executive privilege. What's executive privilege? Executive privilege is a question that comes up because of the separation of powers. The idea being the president is the head of the executive branch. The January 6th committee is part of the legislative branch. That's two separate, right, separate but co-equal branches of government. And so the idea is that the president has something that's called executive privilege, that they don't have to share their internal deliberations with the other branch. However, it's never been ruled before whether the president's conversations with an outside advisor, and that's clearly what the president was doing. He was seeking outside advice, President Trump, in his capacity as president from Steve Bannon, who at the time was not, right, was not a formal federal government employee. He previously was, but in that capacity during the events leading up to Gen 6, the aftermath of the 2020 election, right, he was not an advisor. So this is a potential question, by the way, that could, regardless of what happens in the trial, go all the way up to the Supreme Court. It could, because this is a serious separation of powers issue it hasn't been ruled on. This is a novel case, and it is something that could go up, right? If Steve's convicted, is it more like I reached out to some lawyer friends about this? They said, look, you know, he's probably not looking at jail time, probation, potentially house arrest, maybe, right? But this is not something where obviously he has no priors, right? He was pardoned for the other thing over We Build the Wall. It doesn't look like something where we'll see jail time. That being said, don't count out the regime. Never count out the regime because they are putting Steve Bannon on show trial, not because he wouldn't speak to the committee, because of who he is, because of his politics, and because he is one of the leaders of the dissident movement against the regime in this country today. We've all seen the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, and it is worth mentioning that these wins did not happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and for our constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they have been on the front lines fighting for our values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other cell phone provider out there. Now, inflation has made it really hard on many Americans, but thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they can offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great coverage, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Now, we're going to put this link in the description because Human Events Daily is part partnering with Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO and use promo code POSO for free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come and join our movement and make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash POSO, patriotmobile.com slash POSO. Earlier this morning, uh, July 11th at approximately 4.55 a.m., La Habra police officers uh, received a report of a robbery that just occurred 
at the 711 381 East Whittier Boulevard. As officers arrived on scene, they located two gunshot victims. Uh, Los Angeles County Fire Department responded to treat the gunshot wound victims who were subsequently transported to a local hospital for continued treatment. No suspects were located at that time. This is an ongoing investigation, and we ask that anyone who may have witnessed or has any information regarding this incident to contact the La Habra Police Department's watch commander. Well, I know that Dr. Jill Biden, of course, is celebrating Taco Tuesday with all of her Hispanic friends today. Of course, she's over there at the White House. She's saying breakfast tacos for everyone. That's her big thing this morning. However, Yesterday was also a very special day here in these United States because yesterday, of course, I know we didn't cover this specifically, but actually yesterday was July 11th. What does that mean? 7-11. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, free Slurpee Day. I know, I know. My condolences to the Human Events Daily Office uh, audience for not letting people know that yesterday was, in fact, Free Slurpee Day. But apparently they were celebrating Free Slurpee Day over in California, but they took it a little bit, just a, just a skosh, just a skosh too far, because apparently we've got a series of six robberies and shootings at 7-Eleven that took place on 7-Eleven for Free Slurpee. Now, of course, the police are coming out saying, officially, we have no information as to whether or not these were connected to Free Slurpee Day. We're not sure, we're not sure if there's anything going on with that Free Slurpee Day, so don't even, don't worry about it. Nothing to see here, right? Just uh, just a bunch of people going and attacking those uh, those 7-Elevens. We've got a little map of it here. You can see the map, yes, and everyone's going up. Yes, they, of course, they occurred 12.37 a.m., 12 a.m., 4.18 a.m., 1.50 a.m., 4.45 a.m., 3.25 a.m., I don't know how else to put this, right? You know, I, I keep saying, and they don't even know if it's connected, right? All we know is a bunch of 7-Elevens got robbed on 7-Eleven, right? Crime is out of control in this country. This is just the latest example of it, right? A 7-Eleven crime spree. I was actually having a conversation when we went up to um, New York recently for the Beacon Theater event, and uh, Tulsi Gabbard was speaking, James O'Keefe, Tim Poole, uh, Libby Emmons from Post Millennial. So many people were speaking at this. And I noticed that, so we were, we were staying up on the Upper East Side and there was a Dwayne Reed across the street from us. And, you know, Dwayne Reed's the, the main sort of, you know, has been the main uh, drugstore chain in, in New York for, you know, for years. And I noticed that we went over, I said, oh, let's, let's, you know, um, we realized we'd forgot our toothpaste. And I said, oh, you know what, uh, let's go out, let's grab our toothpaste, um, we'll get it up and then we'll, and then we'll go and, you know, um, head to bed and brush our teeth and all that, right? We go over and it's like, it's like 10 o'clock because we've just gotten into New York and this is right across the street and we realize the Dwayne Reed is closed. And I said, what you, what's going on? Dwayne Reed's are 24 seven. There's a, there's a message and it says, this location is no longer 24 seven. You realize that's going to be happening more and more and more around the country as we head into this recession, as crime goes up around the country, as the labor shortage continues. You are going to lose 24-7 um, stores. They're going to be gone. It's, it's going to be gone. Some areas, it's never going to come back, right? And keep in mind, so why I bring this up, do people, do you know, right, that the name 7-Eleven is called such because that used to be their hours. Their hours were 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. That's the whole reason that it was 7-Eleven. But then all 7-Elevens went to 24 hours. 
but you can only have 24-hour stores in a high-trust society. A high-trust, like this kind of society, by the way, where kids can ride around on bikes. You know, there's people watching the new Stranger Things right now. And the younger generation, when they watch Stranger Things, they they people have actually said this in reviews. That's not realistic because kids just don't just ride around in bikes anymore, right? We've lost something in this country. And we can see it every day when you read the headlines, when you look at 7-Elevens and you say, oh, that's a place that gets robbed. That's a place that, get, that people get shot at. You can't go there because they're constantly getting robbed. No more 24-7 stores, right? Things don't have to be this way, you know, by the way. We can prosecute violent crime. We can lock people up. We don't have to let them back out onto the street. But it's turning rapidly into the 60s and 70s again for the same reasons, because we put political ideology over reality. Have you heard about the three-week rule? Because the three-week rule might be the best financial advice ever. No, seriously. What is, okay, what's the, the three-week rule? Posa, what are you talking about? You wait three weeks to buy your new car. You wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage and you wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Now, why three weeks? Because that is how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost your credit score an average of six, seriously, 61 points. And listen, 61 points added to your credit score that can save you tens of thousands in everything you might finance. ScoreMaster technology was developed by credit data scientists to boost your credit score higher and faster than you thought possible. ScoreMaster is so easy. It takes about a minute to get started and you don't have to wait months to get your best credit score. Look, life happens. You need to have a higher credit score. That's simply the name of the game. So you try it out. Try ScoreMaster today. See how many plus points you can get added to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash poso. That's scoremaster.com slash poso. Link in the description. So the Chinese city of Zhengzhou, hundreds, possibly thousands of people in some of these crowds that we're seeing out there are storming the banks. Why? Because the financial system in China is not, it's not collapsing, right? We're not going to go full on. The financial system is collapsing, but it is creaking under the stress. It's feeling the stress and the pressure of the COVID zero lockdown policies. People are trying to get their money out. They're running on the banks. This is the Lao Beijing, the people of China. And there's a massive crackdown on them as the state police move in and start beating the protesters, beating the people who just want to be able to go in and access their accounts. Now, let me tell you something. If you think that's just Chinese banks, by the way, you got another thing coming because that's the exact same thing that would happen here in the United States. Remember that scene in uh, uh, in uh, It's a Wonderful Life, right? When they go into... Bailey savings and loan, and I need my money. Where's my money? Your money's in his house and your money's in Bob's house, right? That's the same problem we have with our banks here in the United States, but they're over leveraged to the hilt. You think your money exists? It exists on paper. It exists on paper the same way, uh, you know, Tesla just lost all that money. So Elon just lost how many billions in net worth because the Tesla stock went down? If your money only exists on paper, it's not tangible, right? So understand this. If you, when the bank gives you a loan, you know, do you, do you think that they're like going back into the vault like Scrooge McDuck and then like getting a bunch of money and hand? No, it's on paper. It's on paper. That's 
leverage. That's what debt is. Go listen to some Dave's, Dave Ramsey about this, by the way, right? He can break it down in much greater detail, but that money doesn't exist. People think Bitcoin is something new because, oh, it's digital currency, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Most of your dollars are, are purely digital to begin with. The only time my brother, or excuse me, my son ever sees hard currency is when we're at church and we're passing around the collection plate. That's the only time of the week that he actually sees physical paper money. All right, getting back to China on this. So they're going in for the run on the banks, the state security services cracking down violently on them. By the way, I thought the one thing that was very interesting, this goes to show you how gaslit the people of China are, because one of the young protesters actually said, I never thought something like this could happen in China. I never thought that, out, that what did he say? I never thought it could happen that officials could use this kind of violent beating against unarmed and defenseless regular people. If I hadn't experienced it myself, I really wouldn't believe it. When foreign media reported similar incidents in the past, I always thought it was slander. You know, this is actually something that I saw, right? This is something that I saw when I lived in China. So, you know, the famous tank man picture from Tiananmen Square, 1989, June 4th, right? And it's actually the morning after, right? So it's the morning after the massacre and he's standing there. And it's actually not just one tank. There's a whole line of tanks right there outside of Tiananmen Square and he's standing in front of them, right? It's, it's a moving picture. Everyone around the world has seen it. The people of China, you show them that picture. They'll say, what is that Photoshop? What is this? They have no clue. You go to search for it on Google in China. Guess what comes up? Nothing. You search up Tiananmen Square. Oh, there's there's beautiful pictures of Tiananmen Square. There's beautiful pictures of Chairman Mao. His 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 rotund little face, right, is popping up. His his funny little hair, his little green uniform, that all pops up. The Gate of Heavenly Peace. That's what Tiananmen Square, Tiananmen means, the Gate of Heavenly Peace. But nothing comes up of the massacre. Nothing comes up of the Tank Man photo. And why is that? Because they are gaslighting us excuse me, they're gaslighting their people. Our media and our government gaslights us the same way. And if you don't think they're doing that on a regular basis, you have not been paying attention. So to the Lao Beijing, hopefully they will understand and hopefully the people of the United States will understand this is the repression of the CCP under these lockdown policies. They are insane. They are not following science. They are not some masters of, of finance and economics the way that Elon Musk and some of these people want you to believe they are. No, they're funded by Western capital. And then they use the slave labor of the people of China in order to manufacture goods more cheaply for the West. Why do you think why do you think Elon Musk has his facility in China, his Tesla manufacturing facility in China, and then he doesn't ever speak out against about the CCP? He doesn't speak about Xi Jinping. I just ran a tweet search on Elon Musk last night, and I said, has he ever tweeted about Xi Jinping? Not once. Just last week, it was reported that a 10-year-old girl was a rape victim in Ohio. 10 years old. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. That's last part is my judgment. 10 years old. 10 years old, raped, six weeks pregnant, already traumatized, was forced to travel to another state. Imagine being that little girl. Just, I'm, I'm serious, just imagine being that little girl, 10 years old. So there's been this story of a 10-year-old who had to receive an abortion. 
and had to travel from Ohio to Indiana in order to do so. It captivated the media, certainly was trending on Twitter. Outlet after outlet ran this. President of the United States, Joe Biden, heard him there talking about it. But the question is, hold on a second. Where's the investigation? Right. So obviously, if someone is 10 years old and they're pregnant, that means they're a victim of child rape. So the Ohio attorney general came out and said, we have no criminal report of this. We have no investigation. We've received no information about this whatsoever. And then send you go back and the great Megan Fox and her Twitter account, Megan Fox writer, not the blood drinking Megan Fox, the satanic occultist from Hollywood. No, no, no. This is Megan Fox of PJ Media journalist. She wrote the story about a 10 year old girl, pregnant girl who had to go to Ohio, from Ohio to Indiana for an abortion gives me serious pause for a number of reasons. There are too many red flags. I'm going to detail them here at the end of the day. Right at the end of the day, the only source for these claims was someone by the name of Dr. Caitlin Bernard. And this is the key that Megan Fox pulled out is that the only source is herself an abortionist and has been in the New York Times participating in anti-Trump hit pieces and is clearly a left-wing activist. She has a stake in preserving abortion because it literally pays her bills. So she claims that she heard about this case but offered no evidence whatsoever about it. The Indianapolis Star piece is the only place that initially brought this out. The question, of course, is why didn't any of the major papers, any of the major media outlets in Ohio bring up the story at all? Obviously, the case would be a situation that would call for a serious investigation. And of course, if doctors found out about this, they do have a legal and obviously a moral obligation to report this to the authorities, because that means there's someone out there who is a child rapist. And yet, none of that reporting ever took place. Ohio AG hasn't heard of it. The Ohio media can't find make heads or tails of it. The Washington Post fact checker, Glenn Kessler, this is the great, this is great, by the way, for the Washington Post. He said, well, it's difficult to determine the truth of this. Right. So the word for that is unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated. Right. But he can't come out and say it because it's something that totally backs up what the Washington Post and his paymasters run by Jeff Bezos, because it is the Bezos blog, all put out. That's what, by the way, so here, here what, did, what did I do? We called out Elon Musk. We called out Jeff Bezos. We don't have a problem calling out the left here, right? Or calling out the rich, calling out the rich, the billionaires, right? It's funny because the left seems, they always say, oh, I hate the rich, the millionaires and billionaires, right? Bernie, okay, AOC, eat the rich, right? Okay, but um, what's funny to me is that it seems like if the guy's name is Bezos or if their name is, I don't know, something like Hunter Biden, all of a sudden, you don't care about the rich anymore. Bill Gates, right? Melinda Gates, um, Lorraine Powell Jobs, Steve Jobs' widow, right? Because she funds the Atlantic. You don't have any problem with the billionaires when they're on your side. You only have problem with the billionaires when they're against you. And let's not forget everyone's favorite Hungarian billionaire who funds so many candidates and so many projects on the left. I'm going to say it. You guys, you're a joke. And that is all the time we have here at Human Events Daily. Remember, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Now, it's only one piece of homework today. I know yesterday we did two. We're back to one. I'm dropping it down. I am cutting you guys a little bit of slack because I know it's summer. I know there's a lot to do, but 
Just a little bit of homework. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What did we talk about today? Judge ordering Steve Bannon to trial, his trial to commence on Monday for refusing to speak to Pelosi's January 6th committee. Next, a robbery and shooting spree in six California 7-Elevens on 7-Eleven. Happy Slurpee Day. Third, Chinese citizens beaten by state police after storming banks over frozen assets and finally debunked, we get into that viral story of the 10-year-old girl crossing state lines for abortion that we can't seem to actually find any evidence of. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we do here, Human Events Daily. Remember, three weeks ahead. We're currently running three weeks ahead of the rest of the mainstream media. They're catching up with us. And we are not going to, you let me know, let me know, send us a comment. Do, do you want us to push to pump the brakes a little bit? Do you want us to go just down to two weeks ahead, one week ahead? Cause I like the three week rule. I think we're going to stick with the three week rule. So let's, let me know, send us your comment, send us your question, send us your suggestion. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. This day in history, July 12th, 1943, the largest tank battle in absolute human history took place over 9,000 tanks in the Battle of Kursk outside Moscow, Russia. Almost the same number of Russian tanks and German tanks that were fighting this out, 2 million men, right, just on the Russian side. When Hitler ordered the ceasefire, hundreds of German tanks remained strewn over the battlefield. We're talking about all the fighting that's taking place in Eurasia, all the fighting that's taking place in Eastern Europe right now. Remember, this is the bloodlands, the land of giant climactic battles, the likes of which we here in the West with our two beautiful oceans surrounding the United States of America have never seen. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.